0: You are listening to episode 13 of the Ball Blab Podcast. Me and Nate talk about the current state of the Red Sox season, and we discuss if we feel like it's over. Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome back to Ball Blab. I'm your co-host, Nate, here with Jason. Yes, sir.
0: And now we're today we're going to be discussing the Red Sox. And they're terrible stretch these past two weeks. And yet again, this is an instance of
1: us trying to watch the whole game, but it getting so bad to where we've just given up and decided to do the episode before the game has even ended. I, I, this is like the third time we've been doing this? Third, yeah, it's it's just it awful. Is, yeah, it's just getting ridiculous how often this happens. I think they're losing 12-4 to 4 in the eighth inning, and it looks to get even worse.
0: Yep. If the Mariners and Blue Jays win, they'll be seeing themselves eight games behind the third wild card which in late august to early september is not a spot you want to be in
1: yeah and i feel like with all of that being the case it kind of begs the question does the feel like does it feel like the season's over and i feel like unlike most questions i've asked on this channel i feel like the answer is pretty simple
0: yes i i could not agree with you more you're in a very dangerous spot when you look at the playoffs and I don't really see this team contending come October. This team has really been very unfortunate. And even though I think we have the pieces to do it, we couldn't stay fully healthy. You know, Nate?
1: I disagree with you a little bit. Um, I do not think they've just been unfortunate. Unfortunate kind of sort of sends the message that they've had hard luck, which is kind of the crap that Han bloom has been saying. But I don't think it's that. I feel like there have been some glaring holes in the roster and how it's constructed, um, some really bad underachieving, that combined with, yes, some bad luck and some Murphy's Law thrown in there has just culminated into just a very disappointing and frustrating season.
0: Agreed. Yeah, I kind of... Now I kind of agree with you. It's really... it's A lot of the stuff we've been doing is, like, non-excusable. Like, today, for instance, when Cordero had a fly ball... Or, excuse me, a pop-up in the air down the first baseline... Him and Verdugo are running. I think it, Verdugo would not have made the catch. Yeah, if, that ball was way too far in. And granted,
1: Cordero had to go over his shoulder. But, like, again, it is a play that Cordero can't make, but an experienced uh, fielder can.
0: Not even an experienced. A, even a below-average no, player no. would make, I think. I
1: mean, well, I feel like there are definitely below-average first basemen who have experience with that. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, yeah. Anyway, like, just that kind of cr- that crap kind of sums up the whole season. It's just like you got... It's so cobbled together. You got guys playing positions they shouldn't be and just holes all around. And if one guy gets injured, which seems to be all the time, this team can't stay healthy. It's been incredibly fragile. Um, Injuries have just been a problem all year. Like you have to move the roster all over. I remember the first game against the Orioles last Friday. I think Tommy Pham had to leave the game and that caused like four or five guys to move a position. Like, I mean, it's stuff like that to just
0: show that this team was a mess all year. Oh, I could not agree with you more there. Who do we play on? on oh, we play the Blue Jays. So when we played the Blue Jays, I texted you, Nate, and I said, Cutter Crawford's available to play outfield because our outfield is such a mess and injured right now. And I cannot believe my eyes. I cannot believe the tweets I've been seeing. It was just insane. And that's one of the factors why I'm probably... Not going to have any expectations for this team. I'm still going to watch them, but like I said, have no expectations yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, same
1: here. And I feel like another text you sent me also was enough, also one that really showed just like why this team's struggled this year, and that's their play against the division. I mean, they're 3-13 and against the Blue Jays and look to be 4-9 and against the Rays. I mean, they haven't been that bad against the Orioles and Yankees, but they haven't been good, and they've just been awful against... The Rays and Blue Jays, and I think, bl- and going into the Blue Jays series. So this is before the Blue Jays series. Before they got swept, they had been outscored by a hundred and
0: two runs. That is
1: embarrassing in games against the division, and obviously they didn't win a
0: series until mid-August. That is just embarrassing. I mean, we won a series against the Rays, but like we're sitting in August and. We've only won two series against the AL East. That's not somewhere you wanna be. And with the remaining play being against majority of the remaining play being against the division, I look on all this stretch and be like, yeah, division play, at least for this year, division play equals your chances of making the playoffs. If you suck against the division like we've seen this year, and you're good against everyone else, you're really not gonna make it far. I think I saw something the Red Sox were like, um the first half, like thirty eight and thirteen against teams non- divisional or non-divisional teams in the yeah so I I look at this season and I think the Sox are very fortunate that we have a spread out schedule next year because our division is very competitive now and it's showing with the Orioles young core starting to rise and they're going to be I don't think they're leaving anytime soon their young core is just getting better they have more guys in the minors the Blue Jays they're always good their pitching is always a question mark but they've been actually mediocre
1: and but you know doesn't matter considering that we're red sox fan it seems that every time we play them we look like the best they we make them look like the dodgers every time we play them. we won like. one game
0: against the blue jays at fenway park this year
1: three and a three and three team record including some incredible blowout losses i mean the red sox if you see the blue jays play the red sox you would not think that they're mediocre you would think they're the dodgers it's ridiculous i know
0: Uh, I was going to say, the Rays are kind of here to stay. And then the Yankees are the Yankees. They're pretty good. Rivalry is always going to be very, you know, intense.
1: Although I will say, like, although this spread out schedule could benefit the Red Sox, I don't like it. I, I, I like division play. I like rivalries. And this is an excuse. Play better against your division. And, you know, that's how you win games. So, like, sure, it could be better for the Red Sox, but I don't like it as a baseball fan
0: and I look at the past few series even against Pittsburgh even against Toronto who do we play before Pittsburgh who do we we played the we played the Yankees yeah we, yeah we played the Yankees before Pittsburgh some of those wins excuse my language they were chicken shit like not even that and there were games that became close that had no business being close. Yeah, I mean like we would
1: ri- I mean it goes to show why the Red Sox run differentials fifth worst in the American League and like 10th worst in all of baseball. Like when they win, they barely win. It's by the skin of their teeth usually. And I think they still haven't won a game by more than 5 runs since June 15th. I think that's still like, you know, going. That's no, ridiculous. No, I think yeah,
0: cuz well, 5-1 yesterday, 8-9-8 eight, eight, Friday. Yeah, I think you're right. It's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, like I mean, and they
1: get—they are no strangers to being crushed. They've lost obviously. Obviously, we have the infamous twenty-eight to five game, but they also had back-to-back blowout losses to um, the Yankees before. Then they lost nine to three to the uh, Blue Jays the other day. It's just like this is this team's frustrating to watch. It's poorly put together and. There and a lot, and there's also been some Murphy's law with everything that can go wrong, has been able to go wrong.
0: Yes, the roster has been flawed since day one because we haven't had the pitching we've needed. The rotation, as Dennis Eckersley always say, has been very roll the dicey. You really never know what you're going to get. Like Nick Pavetta, what type of a Pavetta are we going to get? You never know. What type of Rich Hill you're going to get? You never know. What type of uh, who's a good pitcher? Uh, Michael Waddy. Walk- Avaldi before he went on the IL. What version were you gonna get? There's only I think there's only been like two starts this whole season where he has not given up a home run, which is very bad. But I mean, Michael Wacha has been dominant, but he he struggled in Friday's game too. And don't even get me started on the bullpen. Sure, it's good. Schreiber just looks overworked. Whitlock's Whitlock. He's pretty good. Other than that,
1: using that much because he needs more rest. Yes
0: um what, what's his name brazier's been absolutely terrible so has austin davis your reese is your reese i mean he's kind of adjusting i think who else am i missing uh, uh, i feel like i feel like it touched most of am like in the worst part saw mora
1: truly rolled a, well actually no you truly know what you're going to get from him at home and and what you're going to get from him at way away when he's a hit, pitching away he's going to be lights out when he's pitching at home he's going to be terrible uh-huh. It's kind of weird. Anyway, what I wanted to say was the worst part about this is I think the the starting rotation has been the most reliable and consistent aspect of the team all season. I know that's kind and even of... it's had its problems. I mean, this is just this team all year has just been consistently inconsistent. And
0: I saw so, our lineup it's... today. Seven, one through seven had a, had an average above two sixty five. But Nate, you told me batting average doesn't really indicate how good of a hitter you are, or and I how I, good of a team one is.
1: Too. I, I
0: agree. I think I think you can't just look at someone's average and say, "Oh, they're good." I think you got to look at OPS, slugging, on base, all those. Not to say that batting
1: average should be ignored. I think like there's value in it, but it does not tell the full. You story.
0: shouldn't solely rely on batting no, average to determine a player. You can have a player like Yasmani Grandal who probably hits like a buck. 80. I think he's more of an extreme case though. I feel like I, if a guy can have a if a guy has a terrible
1: batting average if if I feel like there's a fine line. Once a guy gets below the Mendoza line, once you get into the Gallo territory and Gründahl territory, you can say that that guy's a pretty bad hitter. How about Anthony
0: Rizzo? Rizzo, he's, I feel
1: like he's on yeah. the better. but we're getting off topic. Anyway, we're getting off topic. But yeah, it's just like consistently inconsistent's is a good way to describe this team and just like, you know, Man, when they're not on, they are just bad. It's it's frankly embarrassing. They're, this team was supposed to make the playoffs, be a playoff contender, yet they are, have a losing record, and they look to keep that losing record for the season, and they look to be coming in last place. Granted, the Orioles have had a nice, surprising
0: se- season, but they're only seven games above five hundred. It's not like they're that good. I know. I know it. And I think we could be looking where we only win like 78, 77 games. I thought we were going to be above 500, but not at this rate. And I was telling people that I know the only the only way the Sox make the playoffs is if they pull a 2007 Rockies or a 2021 Cardinals. And nothing shows me that that will happen. Nothing. Nope. Yep. I mean, you, you go out and get Trevor Storen in the offseason, to buffer the offense. But, oh my gosh, the payroll and the results are very embarrassing. You have a payroll that's over two hundred million dollars. I think you're you might be just over the luxury tax. This team's supposed to compete, yet it isn't and it hasn't been shown all season. Consistently inconsistent is the perfect way to put it, Nate. And I feel like when you have a payroll that
1: big and a roster this cobbled together, the guy to blame is the general manager. I mean Heim, bloom ignore twenty twenty, not a real season. Twenty twenty one I feel like he got a bit lucky he got lucky in twenty twenty one. I feel like a lot of things went right, they overachieved and he didn't make that many moves. I mean Renfro was a nice pickup and Hernandez was a nice pickup, but like that was about it. They didn't really do much of the de- at that deadline at the deadline that year aside from Get Schwarber. So he didn't make as many moves. Yet, you know, this year he's made more moves, and man, they just have not worked out. And just, I don't like his attitude. I don't like his demeanor. I think he's way too young, inexperienced, and in over his head. And by the way, the Red Sox are losing 12-4 to in the bottom of the eighth. Yet another blowout loss. but And, you know, Hernandez that's ended been, the that's eighth been... by grounding into a double play, too.
0: Another theme this season has been, especially at the beginning, swinging at the first pitch. My God, those numbers are atrocious are you kidding me I hate it when a player swings at the first pitch pops it up or grounds it out right at someone
1: yeah the team's kind of poorly coached too like you know in some aspects with the with the hitting anyway back to Heim bloom because I think this is a very important topic but yeah like I don't think heim Bloom should have this job after the season like you know I know it's like you know overachieving year underachieving year but I actually don't think it's as much of an underachieving year as you know a bit of reality and showing like you know this guy, like, you know, a bit more realism as to what can happen. Because, um, like, I really think there have been some serious lapses in, like, you know, in the moves he's made. I just don't like his attitude and, like, you know, oh, it's fine, oh, like, you know, we're trying to make the right moves, relax. I, I don't like this relaxed demeanor yep. when he really shouldn't be relaxed.
0: And the more and more I try to like Heim Bloom the more and more I just find the negatives about him. Look at the JBJ trade. The Hunter JBJ
1: trade was, was moronic. That was a really bad mood and move. And then, like, you know, JBJ, I mean, like, and then, like, you know, they DFA him, but the thing is, I actually think they shouldn't have DFA'd him because, like, although JBJ's a terrible hitter, he's at least a competent outfielder, and now we're struggling with outfield depth because of the amount of injuries. Like, it's just, like, it's just, like, a lot of moves he makes aren't well thought through thought through at all, and... Back to the deadline, it's aged poorly for me. We've got to see more of it. I still like the moves of Hosmer and Pham, and I don't mind the Vasquez trade, but it's not necessarily what was done at the deadline. It's more just what they didn't do. Like, God, they couldn't get one reliever, one reliever. They couldn't trade, trade. I don't know, Avaldi for trade, trade anything for David Robertson, because like the bullpen's just such a hot mess. Yeah. It's like you get three really good guys, and then. Everyone else is either awful or you literally could not know, don't know what to get. Like another problem with the Red Sox all year is that they have these guys that are just terrible and shouldn't be there, but they keep sticking them out there because who else do you have? I mean, Ryan Brazier a perfect example.
0: Yeah. And like, oh, he's been good in the past. He's been good at the beginning of the season, serviceable at the beginning of the season. So why not stick him out there and see what he can do? Also, I want to mention Barnes has looked really good. Okay. but like they should have gotten another arm like you just to shore up that
1: bullpen a little bit more um and it's just because like you know they're still putting out ryan brazier as a consistent reliever to rely on yet he has an era over six just today they sent jaron duran down even though you know for the past two months he's had an on base percentage of 220 and has played horrible defense why because they
0: have no one else yeah that's a perfect way to put it nobody else and I'm gonna I'm gonna use a um, trade that the Yankees make. The Yankees trade for Zach Efros of the C- Chicago Cubs. He's a pretty good pitcher. He, I think he he might end up like Clay Holmes next year. He's gonna be very dominant. Why the heck couldn't the Red Sox have done that? Why couldn't they've got one relief pitcher? I'm not saying it was end all be all. Like if you get one reliever, you're gonna your whole season is gonna be turned around. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that, but. This season just proved you're you can never have too much pitching, and you know, in terms of JD and Ivaldi, the the by the day, I am even more mad that we didn't trade him.
1: We should have traded at least one. As Maybe. as our
0: friend Mason says, subtract to add, could have been a perfect example with JD and Bo uh, and um. Uh, Evaldi they claim that you know they weren't getting I feel like a reason
1: supposedly is that they didn't think they were getting enough for trading someone like JD they didn't like this like I think there was an idea of a one for one trade from for that a one for one JD trade to the Mets for Dom Smith which they didn't like, but, like, J.D.'s not that good anymore. He is not that good anymore. He's hitting in the mid-270s with next to no power or production, and literally hitting is his only value. He's completely fallen off, and I feel like that's been another theme of the season. Just It's been a bit of an end of an era, and some guys just, you know, showing the rage and, like, you know, not being the players they were. And I think J.D.'s a perfect example of Correct,
0: that. Correct, and you should not get him back. I'll be mad if we get him in the offseason. Thank God we don't have a- another lockout, and we have to wait, like... Five months to get a freaking free agent move. That's what I like. But I'm gonna address a little bit of the offseason right now. I think we'll make a separate episode, maybe around the playoffs or well, maybe beyond. maybe
1: in mid September, since there's gonna be like nothing going on.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I'm gonna hint at a, a little bit of it. The Red Sox need to get pitching. I can't stress it enough. Bullpen like, specifically. Bullpen pitching, especially. Like our friend Mason's dad said, you can never have too much pitching. And I completely agree with that. You saw this year and 2019 have been almost identical. You're coming off seasons with very high expectations. Seasons that place. were
1: fun and, you know, admittedly a lot went well. and the, But like, you know, and just kind of disaster struck immediately after. But this, I think, is worse than 2019. I feel like this team's harder to watch and they're going
0: to be, you know, just a worse team all around. Oh, very much. Uh, I kind of disagree with, like, harder to watch. I think they're... Eh,
1: I feel like they're hard. Their defense is so bad. I mean, like, just, like, like, I mean, you have to hold your breath whenever the other team it's a pop-up. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the 2019 defense was good, but then their pitching was just awful, too. And the hitting, I think, is worse this year, too, than in
1: 2019. Definitely, like... Just, like, like, I mean, Bogarts, I think, is another example of those guys that maybe those best years are behind him. I don't think it's as severe as J.D. Martinez, but really the only good thing about Bogarts this year pretty much is his batting average. And more and more,
0: I'm not,
1: like, more and more, like, I mean, I still think Bogarts is good here, but more and more, I feel like it's okay to not sign him and let Trevor Story be our our new shortstop. I mean, I think Trevor Story is younger. And in his best years, is probably a better all-around player than Bogarts defensively in speed. And I feel like when he clicks offensively, I feel like he can hit for a really good
0: average and just be better than Bogarts. I gotta say. Yeah, I mean, here's another thing you can do. Put where's Arroyo gonna play next year? If you have 162 games where he's healthy, he's gonna produce. Yeah, and play second base. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not opposed to let. But here's if he opts out, whatever. 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 I got to say whatever. Yep. I'm going to say. Cuz he's not worth the money. Like I mean like
1: I feel like flat out he is not worth the money that he'll be asking for. And I feel like and I definitely think that he's going to opt out and ask for a lot of money considering uh, that Scott Boras is his agent.
0: I'm going to interrupt you for a second. The Red Sox are doing so bad right now that the Tampa Bay Rays brought up a position player to pitch. The winning team has a position player to pitch. That's becoming more and more <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's fucking embarrassing. Sorry. That is Sorry. awful. <laughs> I apologize for my fruity language.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but I think, and we also need a center fielder, other than outfield, more outfield depth. They need more depth, and they need more guys
1: that know how to play their positions, have their experience playing their positions, and at least two guys, and at least two guys somewhere, whether it's the 40. They need at least two guys. That have experience playing every single of the main position seven positions by next year.
0: Correct. I because, totally agree.
1: Because like if it, it seems like if a guy gets injured for the position that throws everything out of whack, and that just can't be the case. But you need if you're gonna want to have good depth. Yes, and I think what kind of depth is
0: that. <laughs> yeah, and here's another unsung problem for this team next year: starting pitching. Of all these, probably gonna walk. I don't know if we can get him back for cheap maybe we can but he might want more money than bloom if he's still around is going to offer him um i like uh michael walk is going to be a free agent after this year maybe sign him, drag them for cheap uh, i don't, I don't know boss, if you can
1: i don't know but like so i feel like speaking of the off season, do you think heim bloom should be making those moves or someone else i feel like someone else should be making the off season moves because i just don't have confidence in him and ha- in him turning it around
0: as much as I like Heim Bloom, and I hope he's the second coming. What do you mean like
1: him? Like how? How do you like him? I'll in, get. In what it, sense?
0: I'll get in. As much as I like some of the moves he makes, and I want to hope he's a Andrew or the second coming of Andrew Friedman, I think he's got to go. I do not see him extending Devers. I think Red Sox ownership is begging him to do it, and he's refusing. I do not or want.
1: Ownership, or ownership might. My... Or maybe it's the other way around, too. I just I, I just don't think he's the right guy for the job right now if we want to get better.
0: Yep. Uh, he was definitely the guy in 2019 where we need to rebuild the farm system. But he's like Ben Charrington right now. He cares way too much about the farm you system. You need a
1: balance. I, I obviously see the problem with only caring about the Major League team and, like, throwing money all over the place in an irresponsible way, that is a problem. But like, you know, the complete opposite directions always is, you know, also an issue. Yes. We're seeing it here.
0: And you're also not the Tampa Bay Rays who have $1 and a bag of chips on them. Yeah. You know, you have the money and you have the resources. Use them. Yep. Use your resources to your advantage. That goes for anything in life. You know, let him fire him. I'm sorry. Relieve him of baseball duties. He should not be managing a big market team like the Boston Red Sox. He is not, unless I will give him another chance if he finds a way to extend Devers by the new year. Okay. I, all right. Fine. Because like extending
1: Devers is definitely a statement deal to show that maybe he can like really get that big deal done. But like I just don't see that happening. Uh-huh. I Really
0: don't. You have Kike Hernandez, who has been the second highest paid um, player on the Red Sox. In the Blue era. Then you have Trevor Story. I think... I mean, with a payroll like this, that's ridiculous. It It just is. I know. And a lot of guys are going to be leaving... And that's a good point you made. I did not know that. Yeah. I, I just don't like it. I mean... Sure, we have the answer at first base for a little while. We have Hosmer, who's not going to opt out at all. There's no shot he's going to opt out.
1: And, and you know he's a guy with experience that knows how to play the position. I feel like we should have at least two of those guys for every for all of the main seven yeah. positions, or or maybe I guess like maybe five yeah. outfielders in that case. But
0: like they don't need to be good; they just need to have experience and not just be terrible in both aspects yeah. of the game. Here's a question for you: yep. do you think the Red Sox do you think the Red Sox try to exercise training Bogarts, who does have a no trade clause? If he what does no trade clause mean
1: again? Sorry.
0: That means the player, the player can decide whether he wants to be traded or not. Like if I, if I were on the Red Sox and there's a deal for me to go to Tampa Bay, I can say nope, I don't want to go there. So the trade's I mean, off. Okay, I'm you just... can. However, the player can waive the no trade clause. I. What think. does waive mean? Can say screw, screw it. Um, I, I, I don't care. I don't need to use it.
1: Okay. Uh, um, what was I gonna say? Um. So, like, what is, uh, if Bogarts were not to opt out of his contract, when would
0: he be a free agent? After next year? I think the three more years. Oh, okay. Maybe. All right. And the Red Sox lost. Wow. And Devers has an OPS below 900. Yep. And an average of 294.
1: And they went two and four and three and six in this very, wait, no. They went two and four, and four, four, two and, and, four and four
0: and five. Two and four and five. Right?
1: No, even worse, three and six. Oh yeah, two oh and my four God. and three and six in this, in this ultra important stretch. This season's over, guys. This,
0: as much as I wanna, you know, continue to have faith. I cannot have any faith. It's just brutal loss after brutal loss after brutal loss after okay win after brutal loss.
1: Two, you know, it's just. Like I, I know I've been summarizing this team a lot, but like truly it's one step forward, three steps back.
0: Okay, put the Blue Jays game two and three as an example. Game two. Game two. Or was it game three that had bases loaded? I think game three where yeah. they had bases game loaded. Three, bases loaded, no outs, winning run on bottom third. Bottom of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth. The Red Sox failed to score.
1: early in there, Earlier in that game, Reese McGuire hits a leadoff dribble. They don't score there,
0: and they pinch run for him. That's even. And
1: worse. um, oh, in the game before, were they also lost by one run in extra innings? Um, second and third, one out, tie game. I believe in the bottom of the eighth, don't score. Just Dist- Bobby <sighs> Dahlbeck. It eventually becomes two outs, runners on runners, bait two outs, bases loaded. Bobby Dahlbeck strikes out on three pitches.
0: Yep, and Bobby Dahlbeck cannot get momentum moving forward. Like he he he's the guy who will wreck all your momentum. Okay, let me I'm going to bring up some stats yeah. for the 2022 Red Sox. 2 outs, runners in scoring position, 220 average. 220 with an on-base of 315 OPS plus of, of 95. N- that which which I think is
1: pretty which I think for that for those situations considering like yeah, that's bad. That's just flat out Nate,
0: bad. A good team a good team would have that OPS plus at about 115. You're that's right. a good team. Yeah. And and high in high high leverage situations, the Red Sox are batting 243 with an OPS plus of around ninety. Which is awful. 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 Just go to runners and scoring scroll up to runners in scoring position in general. I'm curious about that. Runners and Red Sox and runners in scoring position this year are hitting 261. That's all bad. For those situations, that is all. And OPS plus around 100, which is average. But this team—it was built not to be average. It was built to be above average, and my God, this team was terrible. And I feel
1: like those stats have to be changed because, like, considering how, like, you know, runners in scoring position should be easier to score runs.
0: I just, yeah, this team is just a train wreck right this now. Year. It's just but, a disappointment. Um, oh, two outs. Red Sox are batting uh, as of all this is as of August twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Red Sox are batting 215 on base below 300 and OPS plus around 85.
1: Yeah. And I f- you want to know, and, and you want to know the worst part, I feel like opposing teams have very good numbers with two outs against the Red Sox. Because uh, it seems like over and over again, they give up big time runs with two outs.
0: Yeah. And let's go by month April, M- March, April batting average 225, OPS plus around 75. Just terrible. May, we start to pick it up, but then the pitching's bad. June is our best month, but I am happy to say... F-L-U-K-E, fluke. Fluke. Fluke, outlier, is my word. I think it's such an... I'm happy to say, now that we're officially probably out of it, this this month of June was an outlier. Sure, the batting... Imagine how much worse the team would be if they weren't that good in the month. That's the worst part. Yeah, but when I go back in the month... What good teams did we play in the division? We played the what? Blue Jays once, and we lost that. And series. we lost that series. I think that was our only series lost in June. Yep, it was poetic justice. <laughs> All right, uh I think we've been Oh my god. And one more. Red Sox pitching in the month of August has an ERA of 5.53, a whip of 1.4, which is Awful for any team. Mm-hmm. A whip above one point four for any team is awful. A whip around one point one is probably where we same, should. Be and at. it's the
1: same as July, which is a month where they didn't get a, a, a single win from the star until the thirty first. Which is I feel terrible. like we've definitely made the point that this um, that, that, that 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 this team's really been a disappointment, and we've oh, yeah, gone yeah. through all the reasons. I think that's a wrap for
0: me. Yeah. Okay. So. Next video with Nate, I think we might make one more video, maybe summing up the season. We're definitely gonna do a video or summing right, up the right, season, maybe
1: talking about the future, like off season plans. That yeah, kind of that stuff. will
0: probably be um mid September because we're going into our senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. um We go to different schools. It's gonna be a little bit harder, I think, to get a podcast out every week. But we're gonna try to get ball blab out as much as we can in the coming weeks. I think I have a lot of good plans for the off season. Um, we're probably gonna grade Red Sox. Yes, players. I think that's definitely another plan. That's, we have two videos, er, two podcasts put in place. We have one one podcast dedicated to just the overall recap and maybe more of what went wrong when we have the final stats of the season, and then we're gonna do our grading video, which we've done basically other than 2020. We've done every season off of that. Yep. And I think maybe a little bit of off season stuff. And then I think that'll do it for season three of Ball Blub.
1: Yeah. All right. Um. Go Sox. See you later. Goodbye. Thank you